Welcome to this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast. I'm your surreal queen. Uh, taking you on this October 26th evening, 2021. A little tradition that we started a few years ago um, during last seasons of some of my favorite television shows that began with Breaking Bad, along with Robert Sapp and also, uh, I think Chad. It was Chad. Yeah, Chad. Definitely, uh, no, Breaking Bad was just, well, no, Chad and, and Robert Sapp did Breaking Bad with me, as well as Boardwalk Empire, in which we did the last and final seasons of those uh, respective shows, uh, season five of those shows. So kind of a little, trying to bring back a little tradition as we enter another fifth and final season of one of my favorite shows, one of the better shows on television, HBO's Insecure, season five, episode one, Reunited, Reunited, Okay. Uh, this was a this was episode. This was a very good episode. Um, it really they really pulled off what is almost impossible in television to do, and that is you're trying to set the tone uh, for the entire season and close a series at the same time. But that that, that is very is very difficult to pull off. Because, um, I mean, the first thing, naturally, is setting the tone, is using the first episode to set the tone for the entire uh, season. And that's what good television does, a great series does. Not too many, you know, there are not too many um, that can pull it off at a high level, at a very high level. But that's what the, the great shows do. I really thought that they did it. Uh, that there was put that they did it nearly to perfection in, in this in this uh, episode is a very strong episode from start to finish. You they go back to college uh, for a ten year reunion back at Stanford. Kind of show you give you a, somewhat of a genesis of their relationships, and you see that they, you know, we see some of the resent we see, um, uh, you know, we see some of the effects from previous the previous season. Uh, in particular, with uh, Issa and Molly, with Issa and Molly. Um, now, in this episode, Issa and Molly are kind of cool, um, but you can tell that relationship is all is not all the way back. Um, they, you know, they, you know, before we get into the uh, whole the robbery scene, which was hilarious. You know, they kind of sit down with each other. You know, they kind of they were kind of filling each other out throughout the course of the episode with kind of half smiles, and it was kind of like a I don't want to say a boxing match, but just not then neither one of them willing to just go all in as far as hey we're back to where we once were. Of course, they you, you remember last season they spent the better part of the season just at each other's throats. Until they got to um, the last episode, and they sat when they sat down at their favorite uh, Thai shop, and we assuming again that was you know that was the in the uh, last scene of, of last season I, I believe where they you know kind of sat down and 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 were you know you assumed that they were going to try that they were going to work things out. Well, they worked things out to a point to where they're traveling again uh, with their friends, and they go to this reunion. Uh, their college reunion at Stanford, and you know they are still not where they once were. You can tell that cordial, somewhat cool, but still not where they once were. And I, again, I don't, you know, I'm not sure 
that uh, they'll ever get back to where they to where they once were. I think this. I think you're setting up if you're a fan of the show, if you're a fan of the relationships of the happy times. I, I think that this season is setting up for a lot of disappointment. To be honest with you, and I, again, I would be curious to see if there are any you know bright spots or semi happy endings. I really, I really do because uh, I, I really think there's going to be a lot of. People, uh, insecure fans. Again, the quality of the acting, storytelling will be great, but um, I, I just don't see how I don't see a lot of happy endings uh, for this for this particular season, and that's including to me, including the relationship between Molly and Issa. To be honest with you, now we can go to the scene where you know they get robbed by <laughs> his girl, this girl named Cheyenne, who sneaks her way into. Uh, into the um, homecoming, so to speak, or into, not the homecoming, but into the 10-year reunion. Uh, of course, Issa was invited to kind of promote her her small business. Um, and the girl, you know, that was a red flag to begin with, the girl sneaking her way into it, sneaking her, sneaking her way into it. So they kind of, you know, you kind they kind of overlooked that. All the, you know, all the friends kind of overlooked that because she, you know, she, she was the party girl. You know, she was the turn up girl in the good time at the at the you know the life of the party back in the college days. So they overlooked that fact and overlooked that fact and ended up getting robbed by this girl as she leads them out, leads them off to this uh, assuming another party that was off the campus. And um, Issa and uh, Molly have a laugh as they tell uh, Kelly and Tiffany that they've been robbed at the liquor store. But even that. They laughed out loud, but even that, I, I still wasn't, still not buying. Um, still not buying that they're, that they're, that this that this friendship is going to get back to where what where it was. This was a very introspective episode. Um, the thing that makes great television is when you can look at it and say, "Hey, I can relate to that," or "I've had these feelings before," and. Yeah, I'm gonna be honest with you. I like, I didn't, I didn't thought much about reunions and college reunions, but I, you know, I'm thinking to myself, you know, coming up 2022 is gonna be my, you know, my personal 20th year reunion from Temple University, which is, you know, scary to say the least. And you know, for them, they're at the point, you know, getting back to the show. As I, you know, take a selfish moment for a second, for them, they're at the point in their lives where, especially Issa, it's like, what. You know, where, you know, have I lived up to my expectations? What am I doing in my life? Where, what direction am I going in? Um, her small business is not going great. It's okay. It's not, you know, it's not setting the world on fire. Uh, her relationship with Lawrence, and we'll get to that, is, you know, complicated, <laughs> to say the least, with everything with their, with their particular situation. And she looks around, you know, Kelly's very successful and living her best life. We'll get to Kelly. Tiffany's, you know, despite the postpartum depression, still has a husband and is a mother. Um, and Molly, for all her faults, is a highly successful lawyer, even though she's coming out of a relationship and dealing with her own issues. But I think Issa kind of feels kind of feels like she's at the the bottom of the totem pole when it comes to the, her friends, as far as just whether it's career, uh, having a not having a mate, and all just all around. And she again, and we'll we'll talk about this when we get to our episode MVP. 
I'm probably giving it away a little bit, but uh, Issa Rae was tremendous in this episode. She was spectacular uh, in terms of her acting and just just being able to go from zero to 60, from comedic to drama to dramatic. It's really remarkable. I don't, again, she um, deserves every penny of that nine-figure deal that she recently signed. Um, uh, uh, recently signed with, I believe with, I don't know, it was, I think it was with HBO, either HBO or Netflix. Um, but uh, she, she's a tremendous talent, and uh, definitely, we definitely won't miss this show. Um, but oh, I skipped this. But uh, yeah, she is a very introspective episode, in particular to uh, for Issa, in terms of where she's at in uh, her life. Now, we just talked about Molly and Issa, and, and I, I'm not sold on that relationship uh, becoming strong again. How about Kelly? So, throughout the course of this episode, Kelly is normally the comedic, um, you know, when they want to do some serious comedy, some real, real comedy, they normally go in the direction of Kelly. Kelly's my favorite character on the show. Uh, the, the actress is, is great. Uh, that plays her. Just, she, I mean, she, and she's one of the producers on the show and writers on the show as well. So they, so they get to their school, and Kelly doesn't have an ID, doesn't have an ID from the school because apparently they think that she died. They think that she died. So they play this up there over the course of the episode that Kelly's dead. They do kind of like a mock. Her friends kind of do like a mock uh, eulogy. Uh, I believe it was at a, a IHOP or a Denny's at a breakfast, blow a candle out. I actually thought, for a split second, I actually thought that she was dead in real time. Like, I actually thought that they were do doing a flash forward or something. Because they, they were very convincing with the eulogy. But it turns out, you know, she was sitting right there, you know, with tears in her eyes. But, listen, I, these writers are smart. I This was a theme throughout the course of the episode in regards to Kelly. It, it might be a wrap for Kelly. As far as just dying, or I could see, I, I could see them possibly killing her at the end of the season. I mean, I, I get it sounds crazy, but I, I just don't think this is this is not. They, there's a lot of comedic things that they've done with Kelly over the course of the last of the first four seasons. Having somebody, you know, having a situation where you, um, you know, you go back to uh, your school and they think you're dead. I don't think that's just something you just toss in. Just because, and then you have this Britain, and, and this is one of my favorite scenes when Kelly is doing her podcast, and she basically says, you know, if you, you know, if you, what would you do if you, you know, if, if uh, you know you only had a certain amount of time to live, you know, what would your life, uh, you know, you know, looking back on your life, what do you, you know, any regrets, things of that nature. I'm, I'm telling you, I'm again. This is this is going out on a limb, making a major prediction here. I, I think I think it might be a wrap for Kelly. Uh, I can, I would not be surprised if, if they killed her character off. I don't know how they would pull it off. Uh, they have a bunch of brilliant writers, and you know, and and, and with the showrunners and, and what have you. But I, I just don't think that's something you toss, you just bring up, and without going back to it, um, definitely, I, I definitely could see some. Could, I definitely think it might be a could be a situation where there was some, there was some foreshadowing uh, in terms of what her future could be on uh, in this season. Of course, this is the last season of the show, so I mean, it kind of would make sense if they did uh, kill her. And in, in real life, people die, so you know, it's not not going. You know, it's not a major stretch. 
I mean, I know it's not a major stretch to say that Kelly could possibly go. But, um, again, the, the girl, the, late, the young lady that plays Kelly is hilarious. Uh, again, my favorite character on the show, but uh, I think it, it could be a wrap for her um, in uh, this season. We get to Issa and Lawrence. Uh, this was, you know, we on The Wire, on, on Snowfall, we had an award called the Chardin Award for Best Performance by an, an Actor, Actress, or or Best Performance in the Scene. This was, out, this was without question that scene. Um, um, Issa Rae and well, Lawrence, <laughs> Jay Ellis, who um, were just... Like they, I mean, again, this is acting. At, this is this is high level acting, uh, to say the least. First of all, you know, setting up the scene. You so Issa comes back from the trip, um, meets Lawrence at the airport. Of course, coming off last season, we know Lawrence got got Condola pregnant. Um, she's you know she we assuming that she kept the baby, gave him the choice where not how how involved he could be in the child's life and knowing Lawrence being a good dude, he's going to want to be in that kid's life. And, you know, they kiss and they talk, you know, Issa's kind of, and it, you can kind of see, uh, you know, I watched it twice. So you can kind of see some of uh, a build up because she was kind of, she was kind of quiet in the car. He's doing all the talking, talking about going to there, you know, uh, you know, what do you want to eat? So on and so on. They get off the car and, he says, like, basically, you know, I did a lot of thinking and, you know, basically I can't do this. And, again, there was not a lot of dialogue in that scene. It was all, like, 95% body language. You see Issa, you see Issa Rae's, Issa's uh, um, tears, uh, eyes well up, but no tears fall, which I thought was brilliant by Issa Rae. And, it, again, it was a Easily the best scene of, of, of the whole show. Easily, and again, I, I thought both of those actors were, were 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 spectacular. I mean, and Jay Ellis, just how they played off each other. Again, and we we've heard me discuss this with Rob Sapp on the Wire. You know, some of the best acting is what is not said, and that's that's when you really see, and you know, that's when you can really tell the the, the skill set of an actor or actress in terms of what. When they when they're not saying anything, you could just read the eyes, the body language, the facial expressions, and it, it and the body language and facial expressions say it all. That the relationship, you know, could not be at least up until this point. Who knows what happens the rest over course of the rest of the season? But at that point, that the that relationship could not be rectified, or this could not go on like this. And again, I, I thought again, Issa Rae was, you know, just again next just a next level performance in that particular scene. Both actors were. So, again, I, listen, I think that, um, again, I can't see Lawrence doing, I can't see Lawrence not being in that kid's life. I, I just can't see it. I, I don't see it. Um, you want to call me a Lawrence Stan? I don't think I'm a Lawrence Stan. I just think that, I, just, I think he's going to do the right, I think he's more than likely he's going to do the right thing. Um, because of course, you know, we know over the course of four seasons, he's had a few fuck ups, to say the least. Um, so I, I listen. I, I don't think they're going to. I, I don't see them being together, ending up together. I think that would be too. I, I really think that Issa Rae is going 
along with the other showrunners, are going into, you know, dark territory with how this thing is going to end. Like, I don't see, I don't see too many happy endings. I mean, look at this, look, just look at the state of these characters. You have, I mean, the hat, the, the, you know, the happiest of these characters in terms of the most stable of these, of these characters are Tiffany and her husband. And remember, they're coming off post-parlum. They're coming off a situation where Tiffany, at the end of last season, disappeared. And went into a hotel, you know, went missing for an entire day because of the postpartum depression uh, following the birth of a child. They're the most stable <laughs> out of the group. Um, so... I think they're gonna see. A, I think they're gonna. It's gonna be a lot of like disappointment. Of course, you're gonna have you're gonna have moments of comedy and romance and things of that nature that 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 come with the show. But uh, I I think that these characters, and I'm I'm talking, you know, Tiffany, her husband, Issa, Kelly, uh, Molly. Those are the four main ones, along with uh, with Lawrence. I think they're all going in their separate directions. To be honest with you, I think they're all going in, in their separate directions, and I think that will be ultimately the uh, you know the kind of like how how this thing ends up. Again, phenomenal first episode. I love the first episode. Set a lot of things up. Um, you already heard my prediction in terms of Kelly. I, I think they're going to kill Kelly's character off. Again, it might be a stretch, but I, I just I don't think you play with with, with death. Uh, lightly, even from a comedic standpoint, if you don't, if you're not going to do something with it in regards to her character, MVP without question was Issa Rae uh, being the creator of the show and just and then her just her her acting performance from start to finish. Those listen, those mirror scenes that she does, I mean, that is you know how hard that is to do. You know, it, it, like I mean, I always like the mirror. I've always liked the mirror scenes, but you know, she's going back to her college self ten years ago and. You know, she plays up the character like with the twist and the braces and the whole night. I mean, that is hard as shit to to pull off and to be convincing. And she's one thousand percent convincing. Um, looking forward to this season. I would, so we will certainly miss this show when it when it goes off. But I'm definitely looking forward to uh, a big time season uh, coming off coming off what I thought season four was was their strongest season. So. That's going to wrap it up for this latest edition of the Real Deal Podcast, Season 5, Episode 1 of, of the HBO hit series, Insecure. I will see you next time. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.